Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello there. Hi there. Welcome to another edition of Around the Hearn. A lot of things to get to here in just a few. We've got a slew of girls basketball coaches as we kick off the 21-22 season. It actually already happened a couple of nights ago, and you'll hear from a couple of the coaches that have already played games, but that's neither here nor there. Big week of high school football coming up as we've got the uh, state semifinals. You've got three teams out of the MAC in Versailles, Coldwater, and Marion Local all in action, as well as Otto Glendorf in uh, Division 5. That game can be heard on WZOQ Radio 106.3 as well, but I'm excited about the uh, Coldwater game. A big challenge for Coldwater. They go to Piqua. For the second time in the uh, tournament, and uh, a great host down there with Chip Hare, the athletic director at Piqua. But see what happens this weekend. You can hear Coldwater on uh, K94. Marion Local, I'm sure, is on at WCSM and all those games being played uh, on uh, WOSN at some point, as well as uh, WTGR doing Versailles. But uh, not a lot else to get to. A lot of football news coming up for next week as we get to the state finals. We know that every team in our area that will make it, if they make it, will play on a Saturday. You could potentially have Versailles and Ottawa Glendorf in uh, action against one another. That's next week, but coming up, we've got Basketball Palooza. Adam Huber, the head coach at Kaleida. Greg Ekes, the head coach at Spencerville. John Burke at St. Mary's. Michelle Leach at Ottaville. And Troy Yant, the uh, coach of the Ottawa Glendorf Lady Titans. As I finish up JV basketball here in Kaleida, back with more here in a few on Around the Hearn. I'm with Eric McCracken, Lee Kinsel, GM Sales and Service, 650 West Irvin Road, Van Wert. We have left the dealership and we are in a beautiful Buick. Eric, what are we in? 2021 Buick Enclave Avenue, Billy. This thing is the bomb. I tell you what, cruising down Irvin Road, just smooth as ice and a lot of features. I like the cooled seats. You know, when it's summertime, cooled seats are a nice feature. Keeps my back from getting all sweaty. Absolutely. This has the cooled seats. It's all-wheel drive. Beautiful chestnut interior. These cars are appointed one of the finest luxury cars in the world, and they do have three rows of seats. And everybody loves the room this car offers. Big V6 motor. A lot of fun to drive and they really turn heads. I noticed the backup camera, but I also noticed a camera overhead. How's that doing that? From a satellite in the sky? That's the bird's eye view. What it does is uses about six cameras around the car. It's a very safe vehicle. One of the many vehicles waiting for you, Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service, 650 West Irvin Road, Van Wert. And remember, find new roads. Coming off of a uh, state championship game appearance, Ottawa Glendorf back this year has got a little bit of a wait to get the season started, or November the 27th, as they will take on Audeville. Talking now to head coach Troy Anton. Troy, that's an awesome thing to hear, and it's also not a great thing to hear in that the girls had so much success in the fall, you now become a coach that has to wait for them to get your own season started. Yeah, it's happened in a couple years in the past. Uh, fortunately, we've been able to adapt to that stuff in the past. I think the last time the girls were at state, we were fortunate enough uh, to get a late start that year and, and still turn things around. And that was the first time we made it to state in, in soccer and in girls basketball. So we know what it takes to kind of get through that. It, but uh, all told, you know, the girls this year are a little more banged up. Um, you know, they're just, I think the last couple of games for the girls in soccer were more, much more physical than the games previously. And our, our girls are a bit banged up, so we had to be, I don't know, pretty um, 
gingerly with them the first couple of days. This is only our fourth day of practice with our combined team. So it's, uh, it's been a little, little uh, shipwreckish at the moment. Outside of that, I would think that as far as attitudes go, they've got to be a pretty hype and jubilant bunch. I mean, coming off that run, because it's a lot of the same soccer girls you're talking about. Yeah, I, I think they're excited. I think, uh, you know, that obviously we're hoping to capture some of that energy that they had. I think they were, um, you know, we don't, we don't have all of those girls back. We've got a couple of the girls that were with us last year that, that had a great deal of success in soccer that chose not to come out. Um, but uh, we, we have the bulk of our, of our core groups back. Um, and I think that they'll bring that energy. Right now, it's just get them out of soccer mode and, and, and try and get them back into, you know, a little bit of offensive mode of, of trying to get the skill work in. Picking a basketball up that probably hasn't been picked up since, um, mid to late June. So, you know, hopefully the defense is there in a couple of days and we can work the offense in the first couple of weeks. With having a lot of those girls in basketball and then they go to soccer, come back to basketball with that period in between, is there any kind of, I don't want to say luck or like carryover of, uh, you know, that confidence or is it, it's too far in between each thing to sort of carry from one sport to the other, the success of the seasons? I think the success will, will carry over to some degree. Right now, the girls are just, you can kind of see it on their face. They know they're not in basketball shape or condition. They know they don't have the skill level. You know, they're, they're, they're struggling to dribble against somebody with any penetration or anything like that. And it, it's almost comical because they know it's coming, but they just haven't been. There's just not enough days. You know, you're not going to be able to run a complete season and pick up a basketball and in three days, you know, suddenly feel real comfortable with it. So I think that the success of the soccer team will be more important as we build through our season because, you know, they were successful and we're going to depend on some of the same girls. Um, you know, Kaylin Grohaus, who had a nice role for the soccer team as a freshman. We're, we're hoping for big things from her. Uh, we had high hopes for McKenna Seeker. It was another, you know, freshman who got a lot of experience with varsity. Uh, unfortunately, she's still a little bit dinged up and, and has some uh, back problems that we're going to probably have to wait on her for, for a while. Um, so, you know, there, there's, there's some reason for hope there with those young girls getting a lot of experience at a, in a pressure situation that that will carry over and maybe ease their, you know, the jitters of being a freshman in a, in a, in a bas- on a basketball team that's been fairly successful in the past. I've got to imagine that the girls' argument for you is they don't have to run as many stairs because they got those extra miles in during the uh, end of the soccer tournament. Well, I'm, I'm sure they, they would like to think that. that you know, they, they did a lot of running, and um, I always remind them that running for soccer is different than running for basketball, but we haven't really done a whole lot. I mean, we're, we're going back to basics, just trying to acclimate the basketball and, and just kind of, you know, get our feet under us. We have a scrimmage on Saturday. We're going to see how that scrimmage goes, and then we can lay our framework for how we want to, you know, what we need to get done in the next week. Fortunately, I, I think I heard you say that we play on the 27th at the opening of the interview here. Uh, the 27th is the uh, Audible game. Oh, that was, was the original that, one. Sorry, I haven't yeah, gotten used to all actually, the cancellations yet. Yeah, that game actually got postponed. So we post, we postponed our first three games. So that gives us till December 2nd against Canton to kind of get the – you know, knock the rust off and get us get us where we need to be. So that extra week, week and a half, um, you know, hopefully we don't have to practice on Thanksgiving now and, and just kind of get 
uh, give the girls a little bit of a breather and, and get them acclimated to basketball in a more natural sense instead of shoving it down their throat. I forgot that one got moved to January 18th. Yep, yep. You're I have right. So many delays and cancellations from trying to go from the fall sports to the winter sports with teams recovering that every once in a while one slips through. But I, and that's big too because now instead of the three games that you would have had in that span before you get to December, you go on the road to open the year and it's a league game. Right. So, you know, we, we really want to see where we're at in that on Saturday and then we got our work cut out for us to, you know, Captain, I think, plays already this weekend. So they're going to have a couple of games under their belt before we get a chance to play them. And, you know, you, you always like to have a couple, you know, we've always done a pretty good job in years past. I, you've been around enough to know we struggled in some of those early games. Last year we struggled against Collider and Spencerville opening week. Um, so it's nice to have a couple of those games before you jump right into the league schedule, but we're not going to have that luxury this year. So hopefully in the next week or week and a half, we can be get, get the girls where they need to be to, to compete in the WBL. Well, at least I mean, you get a chance to call John Burke and ask him Fairview plays St. Mary's on Friday night before, or this Friday night before you play him in December. Yeah, it, it, it does give you a, a little bit of a chance to you know sit back and maybe get a little better scout on some of these because they are going to have two or three games in where usually opening week you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. So that will help us a little bit. Um, but right now we're just we're primarily concerned what we need to be able to do. And again, with four days practice there's a lot of things we need to do. Well, you talk about going into a scrimmage and you've talked about expectations a little bit. How much of it for that scrimmage do you sort of, as a coach and a guy who's been around this program for a decade now, that you have to kind of change your expectations of what maybe a normal uh, just before game one scrimmage would look like any other year? Well, obviously we're, we're not very accomplished on what we want to do offensively. So we're, we're going to make sure that we're doing the things that we know we can do defensively. Uh, obviously, we're looking for, you know, can the girls play the pressure defense at the level we want to play for? You know, do the girls have instincts uh, to do certain things on offense? Um, we don't have any plays in. We don't have anything of that nature that's going to be, you know, they're going to be able to rely on. We've basically been working on some fundamentals, a little bit of transition and things of that nature. So those are the things that, you know, in a regular year, you would have a checklist, you would have a depth chart, you would have, you know, different things you would like to try at different times. It's pretty much going to be throw a bunch of people out there and see who looks good and start creating our depth chart, start creating some identity for what we want to do in the following week. You've got an interesting breakdown to get nine games before the calendar flips to 22. Uh, three straight home games after your first game of the year, and then you've got some traveling to do. You get LB, you go to Elite, go to Napoleon, go to Cedar Point before you come home to end the year in 2021 against Grove. That's it, not only daunting from a very good program perspective, but just from with a young team and a travel perspective, I would think looking forward. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, we are fortunate in that we play some of the bigger games in the league, our, our home games. Um, but, you know, you got to, you got to, the schedule so and with us moving some games around it, it just happened that that's how it kind of fell so that but hopefully that's you know part of the the process of building a team that hopefully has some experience come tournament time that we can we can go play in any gym and you know obviously 
anybody that's watched us play in the last nine, 10 years knows that we we're going to put a lot of focus on defense. Um, and I think that defense can play in any gym. Um, and that's, you know, going to have to be a selling point here early in the season is that if we're really good at what we do defensively, it really doesn't matter whose gym we're playing in. You got a chance to go up to BG and to watch Katie play and kind of taking that atmosphere of just being dad and taking the family is it still hard for you to, to kind of look at it and shut off coach mode, or can you just watch basketball and root on Katie and BG? It, it was really fun. We had the, you know, we only had about half, the, not even half, seven or eight girls that were here because soccer wasn't with us yet. So we took those girls up to BG. Um, it, but it was, you know, the first year that I went up and watched Katie play, you kind of, you're thinking, are they using her the way I would? Those kind of things. And, and it's, but now it, it's just a joy to watch Katie play. She was basketball so much. Uh, she was hitting some threes. She was having a blast. And it's you know it's kind of like being a parent. You're just proud of them. You're just happy for the success they're having. You're not, you're not thinking about coaching. You're just thinking about almost like a parent. Like you know they really can't do any wrong. You know they they could have won. They could have lost. It wouldn't have mattered as long as she was having fun. I was having fun. So it was nice for our girls to see Katie. You know. Uh, somebody who was such an integral part to our program having success and then having fun playing basketball, I think. So that was, it was a nice trip up there. We really enjoyed it. I asked her when she became a three point shooter. <laughs> yeah, we could have, and she probably would have told you or probably said she was a three pointer all along, but coach Ant made her work around in the paint. <laughs> um, and there, there's probably a lot of truth to that. Obviously when you have somebody that can score and be as physical as Katie is, you, you're going to take advantage of whatever you can get. And, and she did hit some threes for us, but that wasn't something that we, we ever really, you know, focused on. When you uh, talked about earlier on about your freshman class, you have been kind of notorious in a way where it's been one or two freshmen the last five, six, seven years during this run that you're on that have really emerged in sort of um, – at times help lead your team. What is it about? Is it the youth level, the youth coaches that, that are coaching these girls up that are bringing this along or just with your system when they come in, they're hitting the ground running? Well, I think that obviously, you know, the, the, there's a strong youth program playing or obviously a lot of community support. Um, the grow house uh, coaches over at OE have done a good job of trying to build a program uh, with the Ottawa program. Um, so I, I do think that's part of it. I also think, obviously, just the success of our program has kind of filtered down to the kids, and they, they strive to want to get here. Um, so I, I think it's a, a two-way street. You know, there's a strength in the program, um, and then the kids want to come in and they want to succeed. But by the, the same token, you know, we're, we're not afraid to put those kids in that position early on and, and let them push the seniors, push the juniors, and then just ultimately play whoever shakes out as the best the best option we've been fortunate in years past that those younger girls have stepped up and like you said you know we've we've been fortunate uh, to have a freshman kind of come in every other year or so and, and really help the program quite a bit we're going to need some of that our, our numbers are down i think we only have 22 girls in the high school program um while that's maybe not as down as some of the others it's it's not as full as you'd like to see from a program that you know has had the success we've had um, so, you know, we're going to depend on some of those freshmen, at least two or three, you're going to see some significant time. I would think when you look back at last year, because now it's in a box and you're moving forward, uh, early in the year, Maggie gets injured at the end of soccer. 
and you immediately go into how are we going to change things now mode because I know she was going to be a big piece of what you guys had planned to do last year. But when you look back at it now, what's that season look like to you? Because it, it could have went just a multitude of ways after that. Oh, definitely. I, I think the one thing that is, is a little more clear to me today is just how how good our leadership was last year, both Kelsey and Anna, you know, both leading in different ways, but just Kelsey especially to kind of, you know, being the player of the year in WBL the year before, she really had to take on a completely different role and really had to carry the team on her back at times. Um, being a point guard, which is not her, you know, strength position, but it also forced her to be on the on the floor uh, through almost, you know, every possession just so that we all have a true point guard to help us out last year. Um, and, you know, it, when we were playing well, the rest of the girls, you know, rose to Kelsey's level. When things when we struggled at times, it was I would say maybe some of the younger girls weren't able to get to that level. But you know, in, in looking back, that's the thing that kind of strikes me the hardest is how much Kelsey carried us, especially Kelsey, but also Anna. You know, doing a lot of the little things in practice to kind of lead by example and, and being positive when and, and you know getting the school record for you know threes in a game and, and think just the little things like that throughout her career to kind of step forward and, and, and show that this is kind of what it takes to play at this level. Um, you know, I, to get to state last year, if you'd have told me the day that you, the kids told me that Maggie hurt her knee at soccer, that we were still going to go to state. Uh, I, there's no way I'd have believed you. Uh, we had so much planned for Maggie last year and it really, we, we had to sit back and really change a lot of what we wanted to do. Um, and by mid-season, you know, the changes were coming and it, and it was working a little bit for us. We did have the two games where things didn't go very well. The back-to-back losses against Bath and – or not the back-to-back, but the two out of three losses with Bath and Fort Laramie. But it, it did strengthen us. I thought at times Aaron Kaufman really stepped up her game last year. Chloe Glenn at times stepped up her game. Um, you know, they weren't seniors last year. They, they didn't play like seniors all the time, but they did play like leaders. So hopefully this year, now that you know Kelsey's gone, that experience of last season will help Chloe and Aaron, especially help help them to kind of lead this team this year. When uh, you look at this team this year, uh, obviously there's a lot of work to do, and there's a lot of things that go between now, December second, and, and March. But good feeling going into the season. Well, I, I like our, you know. I'm sure there's no one that's going to feel sorry for us getting a late start. You know, we're coming off of a state uh, runner-up. We, in a sense, have five returning starters, even though we lost Kelsey and she was a huge part of our starting rotation. You know, we get Maggie back. Maggie started every game as a freshman. I have four returning starters off of the state runner-up team. We got some nice depth. You know, we got uh, Katie Kaufman, who could probably easily have started for us. She started games for us last year. Um, Emma Brinkman, who was injured a lot last year with with her, uh, you know, she had some broken bones in her foot and kind of came on right at tournament time last year and got some some quality minutes for us. Hopefully she's back and fully healthy and we can integrate her. You know, you got some young kids, Mike Aldrich, that started as a freshman last year down the stretch, and Lily Hazelman, who, you know, I've heard you refer to her as a spark plug, and she definitely is a spark plug. So I like our, I love Pratt. 
I, I think uh, coming into this season, you know, we're a little bit banged up. A lot of those soccer players would like a whole week off to just heal, but I, I think I, I like our, our potential as soon as we get our, our basketball shoes on. Well, I look forward to it. I One of my favorite things in the world is to be able to call your team's games. Amazing to me that this is now the ninth year that we've been able to do it, and I, I, I thank you for everything, and I'm I'm excited. I, I just got to wait another two weeks. Yeah, we're, we're, we're equally excited, I think. It's just uh, we're a little bit shell-shocked. We, I think the girls see it, and they, they know the games are coming, and they realize we're not quite where we want to be. But, you know, it's, it's just a slightly different process. We'll have to use some of the early games to kind of build that experience and go from there. But I think it's going to be fun. Well, thank you so much for doing this. No problem. That's Ottawa Glendorf head coach Troy Yant back with more here in just a few as we'll talk to John Burke about St. Mary's basketball. At Herring House Furniture in downtown Ottawa, we have the largest selection of reclining furniture in northwest Ohio. And that's a lot to see. Come on over and check us out. Continuing to talk girls basketball in the Western Buckeye League now as we look at St. Mary's coming off a 17-6 and six year, 7-2 and two with the Western Buckeye League. And uh, John Burke, you don't have much longer to wait. You guys get started on a Friday night against Fairview. And I know it's been a while, but I just want to introduce you to my name, by the way, is Mike Hearn. <laughs> Good to meet you, Mike Hearn. <laughs> it's a running joke, by I feel like the way. I talk to you all the time, right. I don't answer Mike's phone call. No, he doesn't. doesn't matter what time. But it really is. It's not obviously been a while. We've seen each other during the football season, and it's just got to feel like from that point, though, in the summer where the girls are going through camp, they're going through AAU to the point that you get them in November after soccer, that's got to take forever for a head coach. Yeah, it's a long stretch. We We usually go pretty hard in June. And then um, the kids might come in and shoot every once in a while in July. But uh, we work pretty well with our fall coaches. And if they give us the time in June, we give them the time in July. Um, and then, you know, once August hits, we're no contact. And then all of our kids play fall sports. Uh, so we try to respect that season. And just like we, we hope that they respect our season. So it, it can be it can be a long time. But um, once we get back in, it, it's a lot of fun. and We, we enjoy each other. And, you know, it kind of miss each other a little bit because we're going to see each other for the next four months. Well, you miss them. They That might not be the other way around. <laughs> That's probably true. And it's kind of something, I just asked Troy Antis about the success of the OG soccer program, that you've had this now for a couple of years where the girls who play soccer obviously come in a little bit later because of their success. Is it hard sometimes to transition them from one to the other uh, and kind of get them into basketball shape? Um, that's an interesting question. It, I, I wouldn't say it's hard to transition them. I, I, uh, coach Wilson is, is our girls coach here in St. Mary's and he does a phenomenal job having the girls in shape. Um, it can be different. I, I think soccer, um, defensively is very comparable to soccer, uh, to basketball defensively. Um, the way that you slide, the way you play the game, the way you space out can be very similar. Um, but Coach Wilson has his kids in shape, and when we get those girls back in the gym, they can usually run up and down and sprint uh, probably three times as long as our other girls who've been in there for, for two weeks already. Um, but no, I, I thought it was going to be more of a challenge this year, actually. Um, our volleyball made a, a good run in the districts, and then soccer 
um, made a good run to district finals. And um, as both players came back, we're talking to them about you, you can take breaks, but they wanted to get back in the gym and, and get in there. Um, so I, I respect that and, and also trying to be careful of not overdoing it, not burning them out, and injury prevention as well as you get ready for a new sport. Last year, you come out of the gate. You guys beat four Jennings by 50 at their house. Then you have that defensive struggle a couple of nights later against Kaleida. I, that, I remember seeing those scores come across and thinking it was such an odd way to start the season. How much did that help you going forward of, okay, we know we can win big, we know we can win small, so to speak? Yeah, we pride ourselves on our defense. Um, and so anytime, I think last year we shut out Kaleida in the second half, and I think the year before they shut us out the second half. <laughs> Maybe that might have been two years ago. Um, usually when us and Kaleida play each other, it's a very defensive battle. I think uh, Coach Huber and I both pride ourselves on hard-nosed defense. Um, and really disrupting the offense. And so, um, it, yeah, it's nice when you can get up and down the floor and transition. I think we run transition pretty well. Uh, but I hang my hat on any time that we can hold a team under 20 points. In the last two years, we've been able to do that a handful of times. And in uh, our record books, that hasn't happened very often. So I, we really take pride in our half-court defense, our full-court defense, and, uh, and transitioning them to offense. You guys were able to do it a handful of times last year. If you were to play Adam Huber one on one, who wins? <laughs> he has height, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I thought about that while you were talking about. <laughs> I don't Adam have Huber. the endurance. <laughs> I don't have the endurance to probably play a game to eleven. I, well, it's probably first to three. I would imagine in this scenario. <laughs> I'll have to ask you mean him. First but, to three. That might be a good game. Yeah. Right. Right. It was just one guy <laughs> taking three pointers, thinking that that will win it. That's probably what it would be. Yeah. I, I've always been fascinated. We've always joked about this for years about if we were to put together uh, a coach's game of area girls coaches on one side and uh, boys coaches on the other side, who would win? But the more I think about it, I mean, I feel like a lot of the boys coaches are all just gigantic dudes. So I don't know how that would go. <laughs> I'm not going to – we're uh, in warm-ups, and we're, we're looking at the opposing coaching staff saying it's three on three who wins. <laughs> I think a lot of times we like our we like our odds, but, it, you know, we can't play like we used to be able to. All right, well, how about we put you and Coach Hegemeyer and see how that goes? <laughs> Again, I, we're not going very far. Right, right. He's, he's just going to play in the paint probably. Yeah. But the it weather is, is uh, going down or not. It is always kind of cool because I love that a lot of the coaches in the area are uh, coaches who have been there and who have played and who understand the game sort of from both sides of being able to explain things to the girls. And I joke about, you know, who would beat who all the time, but there really are some super talented players that are now coaches in the area. Yeah. Yeah, that's certainly right. And John Burke. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I always joke, Doug Fry used to tell me that he could beat any one of the kids in a foot race. And I say, is this Doug Fry now or Doug Fry in high school? And he just says yes. <laughs> so I figure it's got to carry over somewhere. Somewhere, right. It's a big weekend for you guys, kind of the way you start that. You go Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 
in your first week, uh, home for Fairview, and then you gas up the buses to uh, visit Kaleida Salina in New Knoxville. An oddity to start the season on how that works out? Yeah, it's kind of, you know, once we get into December and January, we're playing pretty consistently on Tuesday, Thursday, maybe Saturday, sprinkled in. Um, our first two weeks, like you said, the, the schedule's a little wonky. Um, so it kind of messes up. Uh, you know, you, you don't get the consistency at the beginning of the year. But the nice thing is we have a Thanksgiving break. So we got to get ready for Fairview and Kaleida uh, this weekend. And then we've got a Thanksgiving break. We get ready for Salina and Knoxville, and then we're on that Tuesday, Thursday. So it's just for us, it's just a matter of breaking that down for the kids so they can focus on one game at a time or maybe two games at a time, try to go 2-0 and in that stretch, and then get to the next week and focus on winning that week. Well, the super oddity of that all is that your first conference game is at your biggest rival, and it's your third game of the year. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of that. Um I really don't like going to the Salina Fieldhouse either. That's the clip right uh, I, there. I'm just going to cut that off. <laughs> John Burke said he does not like going to Salina. I've never enjoyed going to Salina. I've never enjoyed going to the Fieldhouse. It's a neat environment, but I, I you know, I, it's not an environment that I, I enjoy personally being a rough rider. Um, but I think that'll be a good game for us. I know Salina's going to come out and be tough and physical and try to disrupt us. So, yeah, that should be a good season opener for us. I think uh, the, for the WBL opener. The way that your schedule goes this year, you've got a lot of those gyms that are hostile to visiting teams. I mean, you go to Kenton, you go to Minster towards yeah. the end of the year, Marysville, mm-hmm. obviously the Spring Court at OG. I was getting to that one. You go to Wampak, go to Fort Recovery. <laughs> St. John's, yeah. I know, is not an easy place, but Knoxville and Salina. Yeah. I mean, I realize your schedule flips, and it's every other year, but yeah. you, you hit up all of the unkind play in Kaleida, too, at Quarter Cracks Court. Yeah. All of the unkind yep. places to opponents this year. Yeah, and it goes, you know, on, on the other years, it, it, there's other gyms. That, but you're right. Those are very challenging places to play. The barn at Knoxville is small, and it, it gets loud. Uh, we've, uh, it used to be on a Tuesday night, um, that, that game just got moved to a Saturday and the, I don't know, the crowds haven't been as big the last two, well, we have COVID restrictions too. Um, but we played over there a couple of times where you couldn't even hear yourself think. And I know a lot of the coaches who are probably listening to this know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, and you know, we're going to Fort recovery this year too. But the thing I don't like about our schedule is the first half is mostly away the second half is mostly on the uh, home and vice versa. So we've been trying to work on switching that, but it seems like whenever we we, we get that fixed, the game has to get moved to, for whatever reason. So, yeah, that it's not easy playing on the road at all. And, and in this area in northwest Ohio, we're blessed, honestly, with, with fans that come out to the games, make a great atmosphere uh, to support your team, and it makes it a lot of fun. I wouldn't want it any other way. I know for me, having called a handful of games in the barn over the years, I've gotten to points where I have a headset on and I'm up behind a basket and I still can't hear myself half the time. So I can only imagine, but for you and for the girls being down on the floor where that noise is sort of trapped. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. I enjoy that. Uh, and then the Vatican. The Vatican's like that too, where you go the next game. Mm-hmm. You sort of join the <laughs> Mac for a little bit. 
yeah, we do. We I think we play all the teams in the back except for Versailles and uh, Parkway now. Um, and, and it's they're good non-lane competition. But they're one of the best conferences in the state. We we really enjoy and we embrace those games. Uh, when I first got into coaching here at St. Mary's, I didn't realize how physical the Mac the Mac was. Um, you come out of a Mac game and you're beat up. And so when we were playing Mac teams on a Tuesday night, we really got to relax on Wednesday night and get ourselves ready to, to play the league on Thursday. Um, so yeah, we really enjoy playing those uh, in the Mac schools. It's pretty much as if someone took your schedule once upon a time and just went, okay, here's where St. Mary's is. Can we hit every team on Route 66? <laughs> yeah, it does feel that way. There's like a 50-mile spot on both sides. Let's just pick every one of those teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much yep. was it easier this year in terms of, you talked about COVID, last year being that oddball year where you're thinking constantly, I would imagine, as a coach of, okay, are we following this protocol? Are we doing this right? Are we doing that? Versus this year where things are pulled back a little bit more. Uh, it's not I, – I, I, I can only think of how to say this as insane as last year that you were able to sort of go back to whatever the heck normal was. Yeah, and I think that there's a little bit of that still out there. We, we still had a, a team who couldn't make our experiments because they got shut down for COVID. Uh, but it's not as maybe lurking like it was last season, um, which I think is what you mean. I, I, I think it's it's a little bit more relaxed as far as the restrictions. Um, we we feel like we can go play. I, I'm going back and looking at film from last year and looking at coaches wearing masks, you know, players wearing masks on the benches and things like that. Yeah, it, it's such a relief to just go play. Uh, we had a little bit of that this summer when we were at the tournaments and uh, shootouts this summer. Uh, it's just nice to get back to normal. And honestly, um, as much as I, I hated playing in a gym that was totally against me when, I, when we were playing Napoleon at district finals two years ago, that's what I miss about basketball. That's what it's all about up here uh, in Northwest Ohio. And it's just nice to get fans back in the, in the stands, fill the gyms up, um, and support your team. And I'm really looking forward to our boys and girls teams this year. I think we're going to have some packed houses. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, because some of those games had to feel like scrimmages where there's not a ton of people in there, maybe a couple moms and dads, but just no noise. You're not really able to feed off the crowd. You get on those, you know, three or four basket runs. It doesn't feel like anything because there's no atmosphere to it. Right. And the kids haven't been able to, to really go to the games either. And that's been a, a, a big push to get the kids back in the games. And I think the kids want to get back in the game. So, um, yeah, that's what. I mean, that's what makes high school sports great. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the season because I, I think we're going to have the energy back in the gym. But that was missing a little bit last year. When you look at this year, you look at your team, you look at the WBL, what do you see happening? What should people expect about St. Mary's basketball and about the WBL? Uh, this year is open. Um, you know, I think OG is going to be the team to beat in the league but I don't know that they stand neck and shoulders, head and shoulders above the rest of the league like maybe they have in the past. Um, Bass, I think, is going to be a tough team. They lost a, a great senior class last year, but I know that they're they're going to come out and play physical ball. I think Van Wert and Shawnee will be two teams to, to kind of keep an eye on. I think they could knock off anybody any night. Um, and as far as St. Mary's goes, I mean, I, I hope that we're up there competing with OG. 
and taking care of our business every week. Uh, we've got a great senior class in Kendall Daringer and Noe Ruane, Carson McLaughlin. Um, and, you know, those guys, Noe and Kendall have started for us since they were freshmen. And so we're really looking forward to their leadership. They've had a great offseason. Um, we've got Cora Rabel as a junior, Morgan Hesse as junior. So we've got a little bit more size, uh, um, you know, on the inside. That's been more than what we've had in the past. So we're kind of interested to see how that's going to play out with for us. We've, we've normally gone four guards with maybe a center who's more just physical, not necessarily just, a, you know, back when we had Carly Kaywood a few years ago, she was more of an athletic center. She was tall. Smooth, but she wasn't. She was just a physical, athletic center. And so this year, we have we feel like we have more of a true post presence um, with Morgan Hesse and Carson McLaughlin. So we'll see. Um, one of the things that OG has is they can beat you with speed, and they can slow the game down and beat you in the half court. And that's something that we've we've struggled with is we could we could maybe out hustle teams and and out and beat them up and down the floor, but you slow us down in the half court. You know, we can't always stop the post. And I think this year that, that's going to be a little bit different. You start off the year with Fairview, a team that went 21-4 and four last year. They bring back four lettermen that are returning starters or two or more years in as returning lettermen and starters. When you prep for a season opener, do you go back and look at last year and kind of common opponents, or, or do you look at the end of the year? Or, I mean, how does how does that go with – trying to figure out what a team is going to be last year versus when you see them. Yeah, those first two, three games are pretty interesting. Um, really, what we do is try to focus on our own. Uh, we feel like we have a good offensive system that um, you know we, we run counters off of. And then defensively, we play hard-nosed, tough defense. Um, we're trying to figure out who's bringing the ball up the floor, who we need to take away, who, who do we try to take advantage of. Um, so scouting can be very interesting. You try to find uh, scrimmage work, try to find scrimmages where you can. Um, we've gone back to last year. We've got some film on Fairview. Um, but, you know, even looking at our team from last year, you can't take too much of the stock. You're more just looking at um, who point guards are, who the posts are, who the shooters are, um, and trying to identify them. But knowing that just like us, You've got other players who maybe have stepped up in the off season, but maybe taking different roles. Uh, you got a girl who gets in the gym <laughs> from July, August, September, and October. She's all of a sudden a really good shooter. So sometimes those first couple games, you get surprised, and you just have to adjust on the fly. That's that's what makes these first two three games very interesting. Um, I think you know, especially for us, and uh, we were talking earlier about OG. Um, our, our soccer teams have made deeper runs, and so. We haven't been practicing as a full team for since October 22nd, like some other teams have. Uh, we've only been going for about two weeks with our full team. Um, and so, you know, you're still developing as a team. And I think it's just more important to focus on yourself. Um, how do you improve, cut down turnovers, box out, rebound, and take care of your own things and, and not let one person on the other team beat you? Well, I, I would never take advice from Coach Mike Hearn, but I would probably find Kirsten Klein. I would probably put somebody as a good ball, on-ball defender on Kerry Zedike, but that's just me. Yep. Yep. That's yep. just how we I know would that start name. the game. <laughs> exactly. I, I am looking forward to big things. Uh, I've actually got your first two games this year, 
and uh, quite a few more, whether you like it or not. I'm excited about uh, the future and this year in Rough Rider basketball. Yeah, we're looking forward to this year too. I, um, I'm excited that you're doing the first two games. I think um, checks in the mail. You know, we're <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I think Fairview and Kaleida are good ways to open the season. I, I think those are 50-50 games. I think it just depends who comes out and plays. You know, who's hitting shots, who's getting rebounds. Um, I'm really looking forward to this Fairview opener. I, I don't think we've ever, at least since I've been in St. Mary's, we haven't played Fairview. And I know it's a nice historic program. Um, I'm, I'm excited about getting this relationship started with their coach and their program. Um, so, bit about our, our openers with Kaleida and, and Fairview. I think it's you know, a good way to open up the season. Well, I'm excited. Uh, again, I thank you so much for doing this. I, I can't wait to get the season started, uh, sit 24 hours away from that as we record this. Uh, and thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And as much as I like to give you crap, I enjoy talking to you, and I enjoy talking about our program. Your Venmo's on the way. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's St. Mary's head basketball coach, John Burke. More when we come back in just a few. Ottawa Tire Service at 1436 East Main Street in Ottawa is your full-service automotive repair and maintenance shop. From tires, brakes, oil changes to engine repair, the experts at Ottawa Tire and Service Center are there to serve all your automotive and farm equipment needs. Your one-stop shop for service is Ottawa Tire and Service at 1436 East Main Street in Ottawa, 419-523-5309. Talking the color green and a little bit of gold. Whichever uh, colors Keith Utendorf has figured out that Audeville is this week with the uh, girls basketball coach and Michelle Leach. I don't know why you guys keep letting him decide the color scheme over there. I think he's determined a forest green is the route we're going to (laughs) go. I argue with him about that all the time. I say you guys never pick two green pieces of clothing that are the same ever. Um, there's, There's a lot of color in the green scheme of things, a lot of variety for people to choose from, so that's the positive. I think he's more just worried about what the apparel, who the apparel is made by. That's true. That is a, true. That's, a big, that's a big piece to athletes, too, believe it or not. Oh, I can imagine, especially with the, the groups that come through there, that we've got to have a specific thing. And, and you know, it's, it's a look good, play good mentality, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's what we'll, that's how we'll go with that. <laughs> You guys did play well last year, though, 17-9. That weird thing where you had to share the PCL with half the conference. That, that was a little unique. Um, yeah, we were we were really excited to at least have a share of it. The scheme of things with a season, you always, especially a tournament run, you always want to go one more, or especially in the league, you always want that one back. But I feel that's why you play, and hopefully you learn from it um, and get better the next game so and that that loss to Kaleida that we had um that really rocked us that we were like okay we got to get back to what we do well um because when we control the pace of the game good things will happen well and that was one too where you guys had been rolling in terms of being able to score points you were shooting well you were rebounding well and they were able to sort of flip that in that game and I remember the halftime score of seeing it and kind of thinking wait a second if this continues, uh, Clyde has got a really good chance to win this game because, like you said, they were dictating how it was going. Yeah, and, you know, once 
once you miss a couple layups and you miss those open threes, then every athlete starts second guessing is this a good shot? I won't. I have the confidence for this to go in. So it was one of those mentally tough games that we we had to get through and it made us better in the long run for sure. Now, as we sit here, you guys play in less than 12 hours, but you were just talking about before we went on about how at least this season you're ready to go day one. You're not having to postpone anything in terms of at least uh, health. You did have obviously one game with OG postponed, but not Mm -hmm. because of how everything was postponed last year. No, yeah, we were we were dealing with COVID quarantine last week, so we missed out on two solid weeks. Um, we had one practice before our first game, so we were beyond excited this year. Um, you know, our our fall sports made a really deep run, so we didn't get done until much later. And actually, we've only had eight total practices together with everybody, and that's a compliment to what they did in, in the fall, like I said. And we want them to go on that deep turnaround run. You know, I told them earlier, like, hey, here's your schedule, but I don't want to see you until you're done. Like, keep rolling. So so for us to go through preseason and at least have these practices together and we were able to scrimmage this year of all years, losing um, eight seniors was a great year to get that stuff in. Well, how much uh, other teams uh, and other coaches have told me this, that had deep tournament runs this year, especially with soccer, how beat up were the girls? Did you have to sort of change things or, or wait for them or maybe kind of slow it down a little bit when you got most of them back? Actually, knock on wood, health-wise, um, and their body, they, they were really good. But we we really encouraged a lot of them to take a couple of days off between that fall and winter season. Ideally, we wanted to give them a week, but we were kind of in a crunch where we had a scrimmage plan. And at that point, we're like, hey, if we want to do the scrimmage, probably need to be back by Thursday. So that way, at least we had a Thursday, Friday practice under our belt and we're able to go to the scrimmage Saturday. Um, obviously, in terms of, you know, offensively and defensively having everything in, that was not the case. But, you know, there's such a difference in pace between like a volleyball and soccer. Uh, we had a couple girls that golfed to the basketball where it is so fast paced up and down. You're playing offense, you're driving off, going to back to play defense. So there's just that in shape stuff that was good for us, especially going into that first scrimmage together. Well, it helps with you with numbers, four freshmen, three sophomore, five juniors and a senior this year that I swear you must just walk up and down the halls, hypnotizing girls, because it seems like you've got nearly every eligible girl in your high school playing on your basketball program we numbers i i am very proud of that and you know we had um one young lady that due to some some knee and ankle issues she just it it was kind of devastating when you can't be a part of that because you know how much team means to you and we're like no no no. like we want you to come to all the games we want you to ride the bus because you know high school athletics is so much more about you know chalking up those wins and losses ultimately you're going to remember those wins and losses but it's the friendships you make and you know what's getting you ready for that next step in life too i find it's easier to hear that from coaches who have a ton of banners hanging in their gym <laughs> <laughs> well that certainly helps right right right, right. It makes everything else easier but i joke but <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love it um when coaches say that about 
about the people and about the experiences. But it's a weird thing, though, that it still comes down to wins and losses from other people. I've always thought that was an odd thing of getting kids ready for their life, being a teacher outside of obviously being a teacher, meaning on the floor, that that sometimes gets forgotten, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, especially this group of girls, they are so hardworking. They are so fun to be around. You know, and, and basketball is a long season. And that's a tribute to the parents that have raised these girls. You know, they're representing their families, their communities, their schools. And we just have so much fun together. And when that happens, good things will happen throughout the season, especially when you know that person right beside you has got your back no matter what, good day or bad day. This year, you've got one senior in Sheila German. You look at kind of last year with what you lost in terms of your scoring punch, Nikki being two-time PCL player of the year and an all-time scorer, Alexa being able to open up the floor from different spots. Where does it come from this year? Um, that's probably at the guard play is probably in our most difficult to fill because we did have a couple girls that saw a little bit of our city time here and there at the guard position. Um, but it was funny because I was joking around with um, Skylar Turnwall being one. And I told her, I said, watch film from last year. You get the ball. And it was like a, hey, here you go. You take it. But I told her, I'm like, now it's your turn. So you have prepared yourself for this. Have the confidence. Now you've got to go do it. So just instilling with them, like, hey, you've been here. You've watched the, the ladies before you do what you have to do. Now it's your turn to go do it. You open up with a, a younger group in terms of playing time by going to convoy and playing at the Ray. I mean, that's <laughs> yes. It's the old adage. Good luck to you. It is funny because we, uh, we actually scrimmaged against Fort Laramie and I'm like, okay, scrimmaging against the defending state champ, which is always an awesome scrimmage because it's fun to season as well. And now we're opening up with final four squad who, who we actually lost to in district finals so um obviously they come back with a lot of returning letter winners um i know they lost a couple pivotal seniors too at the guard play um but definitely have more experience than we do going in but at the same time i feel like our girls are ready for that challenge like there's a lot of minutes to be had and you know if you work hard and you have a good attitude and your efforts there hopefully we as coaches can put you in a successful situation on the court I just love that the first week of the season that you're pretty much just touring Van Wert County saying, do you guys have any teams that we can play? You know, we used to play in the uh, Van Wert Holiday Tournament back when I was in high school. That was always such a fun opener. But So you basically recreated that, uh, it. Right. Since that dissipated, those were our two pickups this, this weekend here. It's nice how that works out. Yeah. But it does provide really good tests because you go to – and I mean this in the most complimentary way, two hostile environments in Crestview and Lincolnview that traditionally are not easy to, places to play. They're big gyms. And with young shooters, I, I always look at that early in the year and kind of go, okay, those are big, bright gyms where when you mm-hmm. get that ball, you better know right where the rim is. Right. And and that's the thing, too, like especially with um, minutes to be had. That's one thing that we're really focusing on. When you grab that ball, take a minute, square up, look what you got around you. Because a lot of times I feel like that, that rush instantly hits and, oh, should I dribble, shoot, pass? Um, just take it in that moment, see what you get, and then go on from there. So we 
we have Crestview, and then actually we'll play Van Wert at home tomorrow, and then we go to Lincoln View next Tuesday. So we have Van Wert in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not to make it any any harder for you. Yeah. So at least we get. I think that's going to be a much more uh, a much improved Van Wert team. I I believe so. Um, you know, it's so hard this early in the season because when you get mid late season, there's no problem getting film from other coaches to kind of see what they got position wise, where they're at. But when you're, you know, game one, two, three, you don't have much of an option for film, which is, which is kind of a cool aspect too, that, you know, you're not overloading the girls with what some other team does. You're focusing on what you do well and how you control the controllables. That must be in the coach's handbook. Cause I asked John Burke, the head coach at St. Mary's about that in these interviews. And he said the same thing, you know, we're so far in, that we don't know anything, we're just going to try to do us. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's one thing that we got through. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> There's school bell. Um, we got through la- about mid to last year where people were getting quarantined and then we were, you know, looking at scout and clipping films and we got to the point where we we're like, you know what, with our games constantly changing, we just got, we need to worry about what we do well. Know some personnel, know some things they may or may not run as far as defensively. But now, how are we going to go out and execute? Did you feel you got better or worse because of that theory? Um, I think they took a lot of pressure off themselves as far as okay, I know this play. We went over this play. How do I stop this play? Instead of okay. How is your on-the-ball defense pressure? Am I jumping back to the ball? Am I not getting face cut? Those type of things that should never let offense somebody is in. Yeah, I've come to find too much thinking is never good. Absolutely. And especially if you can just go out and just play. You know, it's a game, and they should be having fun doing it. Well, with the crowds that you guys have, uh, both on the road and at home, I would imagine that it's, it's got to be much better this year to just have the possibility of having that atmosphere to play in front of. That's been incredible because I know our season ticket sales have been going on this week. And to see the community come in for the support of our boys and girls, it's, it's incredible living in a town like Ottaville because everybody knows everybody. Everybody cares. And everybody really wants all these student athletes to do well, no matter what sport they're in and what season. That's one of my favorite things about Audeville is, unfortunately, there are a lot of towns where only the boys' games are packed, but that's never the case in Audeville. Yeah, I, I feel like we, we have such a faithful following, and um, I feel that, like I said, that attributes a lot to the parents, and we have a lot of community members that went to school here that you know have that pride of Audeville, and um, it's just really amazing how our community rallies around us at all times. No matter, no matter what month it is, what season, what sport. Well, I know any night that I do not have your game, I, that's one score I'm always looking forward to see kind of what happened. And uh, I hope you guys have huge wins this year and the best of luck tonight in Convoy. Oh, I definitely appreciate it. It is, like always, I feel like basketball season makes the winter go so incredibly fast. And I can't believe we're at the start of the season, but we're excited to do it. So thank you. Well, hopefully pretty soon in March, we're having the same conversation. That would be amazing. I 
we could schedule something. That'd be great. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but then we'll jinx it, and it's it's a whole thing. <laughs> no, I'm saying when we get there. We'll oh, for yeah. Sure oh, yeah, for it. sure. I, I tell you about schedule now. I'm like, uh, even I'm not that good at <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. We we got a lot of work right. to do between, between games 1 and 22. <laughs> True. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. As always, we appreciate it. That's Audible head coach Michelle Leach back with more here in just a few. Ted's Market at 311 East Washington Street in Pandora has a full line of groceries and meat products, including Big Bologna and Ted Hots. Ted's also has produce, frozen food, and shell gas. While you're there, stop in and get your favorite beverage, as well as snacks and chips. Ted's also caters. Give them a call at 419-384-3407. Ted's Market at 311 East Washington Street in Pandora, serving the Pandora area for over 25 years. Switching gears now, talking Putnam County League girls basketball with head coach Adam Huber, and I just looked this up. I had to confirm this. Now in his 12th year, has it really been that long? Well, it, it doesn't feel like, I, I mean, I still think I'm a young guy, but, you know, I, every day I look in the mirror, there's more gray hair on my head. And, uh, you know, my kids keep getting older, and I guess it's been that long. It's <laughs> It's been fun, though. It's been a good ride, and hope to keep it going. I just asked John Burke this. Uh, we were talking about the matchup that you guys have early in the season next week. Uh, one-on-one, who wins that matchup between you and John Burke? Well, I'm going to take myself every time probably, but uh, that's just the kind of confidence I have. Well, he picked it might you be, as well. It might be a lot of false bravado, but it's there. <laughs> he picked you as well. He said he didn't think either one of you guys would probably last till 11, so I figured we could make it maybe a best of three. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, it, we just make it a, like a shootout, best right. of five threes or something. I, we that, don't have to move and, and play. You got to do something, and he pointed out to me. I had actually forgotten about this. The last couple of years, when your teams have played one another in that home and home, uh, it's been kind of interesting. In that, you shut them out for a half one year, and they shut you out for a half the next year. Yeah, it's we we just were talking about that with the kids here today as we started scouting for them a little bit. That uh, you know, I said, you remember two years ago here. It's, it was funny. Somebody in the crowd from St. Mary's behind us goes, do you remember when it was like 32, 31 or something? I think we had the lead and we were down 20 at this point. We turned to each other on a bench and go, you know, jokingly, yeah, we do. Cause we, if we remembered it, but we hadn't scored in a long time. And then, uh, yeah, last year, I think we were winning at the half. It was a low scoring game and yeah, we were shut out in the fourth quarter for sure. Um, we might've only had four points. It's like, I don't know. It was bad. It was, it just, we couldn't throw the ball in the basket in the second half. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's just the way it went. And it's just kind of weird how it ends up because you both end up right around 17 wins, both competing and, in your case, winning a conference title. But just girls basketball especially is so goofy sometimes where you can have that one what could be a morale-destroying game and then turn around and do that to somebody else for a week. Yeah, you know, we the, I guess last year, last couple of years, the, the group we had going through was pretty – pretty mentally tough so they could bounce back from some of that that tough stuff but you're right I mean it, it throughout my career as I think back on these 12 years that you had to remind me about um you know we've had some losses that you think could just turn your season in the wrong way but you know, kids that collide especially they're pretty resilient kids and you know they by the time we're on the bus on the way home if it's the way game or whatever or we leave the locker room at home they're usually smiling and joking and they forget about it which is probably a good thing to have and 
in a high school basketball season. But yeah, you know, we're going to have a battle with St. Mary's. It'll be fun. It's a good test early in the year. They, they got, you know, some very good athletes and girls with experience returning a good successful season. So uh, we're going to be ready to play coming to our play. So yeah, you know, we, we were talking earlier before we started here at, uh, you know, we, didn't play OG now, but oh, what's your next? Another favorite in the WBL, St. Mary. So it didn't get any easier for us. <laughs> it's just funny how that works because there's such a, a big thing between St. Mary's and sort of at times they're an unofficial PCL team because they play so many different. They traditionally have opened with Fort Jennings for a good portion, but it's just something about when the teams get together, you just know it's going to be fast, physical, and for everyone who's not in a coaching box, fun. Yeah, and it's, you know, I and that's why I love games like this early in the year. And anytime throughout the year, honestly, if they're non-league games, I want to play the best teams I could find that will play us. And my coaches have gotten mad at me a lot, a lot over the years for the, the schedule we play, but I, I just know it's going to prepare us for those league games and those tournament games when it, you know, when you can't lose in those situations, it, it, not that I, I want to lose and I'm planning to lose, but a loss early in the year against a quality opponent is only going to be better in the end. Well, and you've got two of them right out of the gate, St. Mary's, and then a week later, you go to the Palace at Coldwater. For my money, two of the most beautiful places to get to call home or to play on is Quarter Cracks Court and the Palace. I don't think there are two more... I, I want to say iconic, just beautiful places to be able to walk into uh, as a broadcaster, especially, but I would imagine as a coach. Yeah, I, I've been fortunate. This is where I started teaching and coaching when I when I started my career and walk in that place. and like, really, this is where I get to come every day after school to practice and play games. And, you know, certainly traveling down there. Well, first off, anytime you go down, you know, in that area, cold water, no schools, you know you're going to play good teams, that understand how to play and they're going to make you better. But yeah, it's good atmosphere. And, 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 you know, our, our home place personally, we, you know, redid the floor this summer and got a couple of new scores tables, really spruced the place up. It, it looks like a different place with the other stuff we have there. So we're really looking forward to getting out there for a real game. Finally, John had mentioned about his schedule that it's very top heavy in the first half of uh, being away from home. You guys have pretty much the same thing. You only have a couple of home games that, is it just an oddity about how that happens just because of the, the way the schedule flips this year? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess I look at it and, yeah, God, we are away a lot as I'm filling things out and doing stuff for the preseason. You get a stretch every year away, but then eventually it you know, turns around. There's a stretch late in the year where we're, we're home about every time. And I guess you'd like a little more balance, but in the end we play 22 games and 11 of them are away, 11 of them are home. And I look more at it, uh the, the routine we can get into and the days we play and being in the Putnam County league where we don't have a league night because of those other schools, we end up playing a lot of Tuesday nights and we can't play a whole lot of Thursdays because a lot of schools are playing their league nights. So that gives me a chance to go scout a lot, but you know, as a coach Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday gives you time to prepare for both those games and, and getting a routine. The kids know what we're going to do each week. And, you know, they, they kind of, I think, enjoy that a little bit they know what's going to happen well you get seven of your last nine at home you've got heavy hitters in that lineup including minster obviously not going to be what they have been the last couple of years because of the two young ladies that they lost but still one of the best teams in division four you know you're going to see at liberty benton 
uh, Audeville with the rivalry. I mean, is there a game that I you don't work ahead, obviously, but is there a game that to you 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 kind of target and go, okay, this is the game where I'm going to find out how the season goes. Um, I I don't know if there's one game in particular. I I, I think it just kind of depends for me how the season's going a little bit. Uh, and, and the kind of group I have, you know, this year we graduated four seniors, three that played a ton of basketball for us at the varsity level. And with a younger group that's inexperienced, you know, early, especially, I'm just kind of curious how they're going to handle an actual varsity basketball game. I mean, we've had scrimmages, but there hasn't been, you know, the fans and the crowd cheering as loud and, you know, the officials actually calling fouls as they would in a game. And you got to worry about foul trouble and, the speed and physicality of these teams. So, you know, if, if I guess if we're on a bad stretch in the season and it doesn't really matter who we're playing, how are we going to respond? You know, is it, is this a game we really need to win? Or, yeah. You just hope with the young group that if you are taking some lumps early, that they trust what you guys are telling them every day at practice as coaches and they stay with it. You, you want some successes in there. So they know that the process that we're, we're using is worth it in the long run, but, I don't know if there's one game in particular. We just we just focus on the end of coach speak. We just focus on the next game and try to go win that one. I always think that you should just have one guy just come in and stand at the end of the gym and just yell at the players while you're trying to coach just because, you know, it'll be that one, oh, the ref missed that call or some random thing that you'll hear on a Tuesday night. Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of our Tuesday night games or Saturday afternoon games, there's not a ton of people. So if they're vocal enough, you will hear them. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just different. You know, you can go play in a scrimmage and you, we were telling some of our kids that if this was a real game, you'd have fouled out three times already in this first quarter that, you know, it, you have to adjust to those things and you have to play through being tired a little bit more because somebody's in foul trouble and they can't go back in the game at that time. And, you know, just the whole thing that goes every year when we start our first game, I tell the kids, you're going to go out there, we're going to play like a minute, and you are going to feel like you just ran a marathon because your adrenaline's gone and you're tired. We'll get you out, we'll get you a break. You'll settle in, you'll realize it's just the same game you've been playing for a long time. So you just never know how they're going to react, but it'd be fun to finally get started and see what we do. It's funny because generally when that happens, my brain goes immediately to, oh, there's a Klausing on his team. Because that's going to be the one where you're going to look and go, how'd she get three fouls in a minute and a half from just playing that hard? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there is no clousing this year, so uh, <laughs> it, it'll be somebody else. But, is that legal? Uh, well, you know, she's been at practice a few times helping us out here. I, I asked her if she, you know, she missed some games as a freshman with some sprained ankles. <laughs> I, so technically she has some games. I don't know how that works. But, yeah, it. It's different. You don't have that one kind of to rely on, and we, but we got some experience back. That Brooke Vinicut or Brooke Earhart both started for us for a year and played a ton a couple years now, and we do have four letter winners. So we'll we'll lean on them a lot here early. But yeah, you know your aggressiveness can get you in foul trouble. It's as a coach, trust them playing with fouls. You know, I trust the older girls a lot more playing with fouls than maybe the younger girls who haven't proven to me they can handle not getting a silly one, but. Yeah, if you're just playing hard, get fouled that way, and nobody's going to get mad at you. Is that one of the hardest decisions to make uh, during game? I know you have to make a ton of uh, different choices about how you respond to what they do and, and try to outthink everybody, but of trusting your gut of, okay, this girl got two fouls. 
We're near the half. We have two and a half minutes. Do I trust that I can leave her on the floor to make a play and not pick up that third foul? Yeah, it's definitely something that we think about a lot. You know, it, I guess it depends, like you said, time and score. It, you know, if we're okay at a situation, you know, maybe I'll leave her on the bench a little bit longer if I think we can wait through it enough just to get to half and not, you know, fall in too big a hole or, or maintain our lead or whatever it is. But you know, the person's a lot to do with it. The senior that's played for me a ton, and I know they're, if I just tell them, you just got to be smart out there, they usually handle it pretty well. And, you know, a freshman in their first varsity game, I might not treat the same way. It might just be, all right, you got two fouls because you're over-aggressive. We might just have to calm you down a little bit here and wait till the second half to give you another chance. Fouls are a big part of it. It, it kind of stinks that, you know, it, it most of the time they're fouls, but if there's a whistle that doesn't go your way, a 50-50 call, and you end up sitting a person out. I, I've changed a lot over the years. I think I'm a lot more lenient letting them play. Just I just keep thinking, you know, they're our best players. Why would I have them on the floor? Might as well, if they don't typically foul out, why would I think they're going to do it today just because they got a couple early ones? When you look at this year and the way that the PCL lays out, I would imagine that you just have to be over the moon to know that when you see Audeville on December the 30th, that there's not a Knippen trying to score 30 points a game. That is true. Uh, but at the same time, we lost a lot of our scoring too. So, yeah, it's it's a different year. I don't think um, – I read some of the previews in the, the Lima News the other day too, but yeah, I don't think there's that one team that you think is going to just – dominate everybody and you have to play really, really well. Now, I'm not saying there's not good teams for sure. I mean, Columbus Grove is still very good. Ottoville still very good. Miller City is still very good. Lipsick's getting older and still going to be very good. And I think we'll be good by the time we get in the PCL games. And, of course, you've got the other teams that are still looking to play spoiler. But um, it, it certainly could be a year where, you know, like last year, we had three teams with one loss and shared it. It could be even more than that just – I don't think there's that dominant team like there has been a lot here recently. Um, by the time you get to the PCL, or Jennings on December the 11th, you would have already seen St. Mary's at home, at Coldwater, at Elida, at OG. I mean, that's uh, that's a heck of a schedule just to get to your conference play. Yeah, I told you, we, we try to get prepared for what we're going to see later on, and you play that mix of schools and physicality and style of play, you're going to see just about everything you need to see as you get into to league play. So, yeah, we'll definitely be a better team on on that game than we are tomorrow and next Tuesday, and that's just the trajectory you hope to take as a coach in a season. Well, I look forward to seeing what you can do on Tuesday night in your opener. Well, I appreciate it. We're, we're excited. Uh, this week's been tough with that, that game get canceled against OG. We didn't have any scrimmages scheduled. It, I told him it's going to be kind of like our first week of practice, just us against us all week. And I was hoping we didn't get stagnant, but you know, we've tried to mix up a little bit, get a little scrimmage within ourselves tonight and played it like a game and had the, the warm ups and everything. So it, we tried to break it up, but it's, it'll be fun to finally go play against somebody else for real on Tuesday. Well, I thank you so much for doing this, and I wish you and the girls the best luck this year. I appreciate it, Mike. We'll see you down the road. That's Clyde Head Coach Adam Huber back with more here in just a few. For custom screen printing and personalized designs, come into Countywide Design at 103 North 4th Street in Kaleida, across from JJ's Carryout and right next to 3D Pools. Countywide Design could design whatever you might need to promote your club, school, or business. 
And while you're there, stop in, see Jackie at Countywide Design, 103 North 4th Street in Kaleida, and stop in to 3D Pools and find out about their pool supplies and installation of new pools. Countywide Design and 3D Pools at 103 North 4th Street in Kaleida, 419-532-2540. Switching gears now, talking Bearcat basketball with mentor Greg Ekus, coming off a of 14-10 and 10 year a year ago. And uh, getting, we were just talking about this before we started recording, the weirdest start to a non-COVID season I think that you can have in that they play Friday at 2 o'clock against St. Henry to kick off the season next week and then turn around and play on Saturday at 10 a.m. against Upper Soda Valley. I just kind of, we were talking about the necessary way that you have to schedule sometimes and, hey, why not give yourself a challenge or two to kick off the year? Well, we, we had we had our first two scheduled, and uh, with St. Henry and New Knoxville having just some absolutely amazing volleyball seasons, we had to postpone those. Um, and so uh, we were looking at dates and when we could play, and for, for us, the St. Henry, it was either we played uh, four games in six days uh, in, like, January, or we played uh, Friday. Uh, right after Thanksgiving, and and we had already had our USB game scheduled, so um, I, I didn't. I, I like to. I'd much rather play games uh, right now than. And, and so we we had to get it. We had to get it scheduled. Of course, there's also that fact that a pesky football game is kind of uh, screwing up your basketball season. Well, uh, we want we we want people to be able to come to to our game, uh, and so. We kind of thought that was the best option available for us to, to move it about an hour earlier so everyone can get home and watch Ohio State-Michigan. I mean, if that's a thing that you're interested in. Well, or if, if, you, if, if you're interested in it, then I mean, <laughs> we're going to make it happen for you. Or you can go home and take a nap. That is also true. <laughs> Whichever way that it works. But it's it's interesting how... Uh, kind of the outside world affects early season scheduling. And you guys have been, I will, I don't want to say a victim, but in that you've been victimized by other people's success over the years of having to move it. I know the boys team generally has uh, either a Minster or a St. Henry where they play early that they've had to move forever. But it's just funny. You see the schedule and you go, well, let's just see if that sticks. Yeah, and, and as we as we started and as we started to look at uh, the volleyball tournament, we started to kind of as a coaching staff prepare that we probably wouldn't be uh, playing this first weekend uh, just because of how how good St. Henry's volleyball is and how good New Knoxville volleyball was. Well, you were originally scheduled to play at St. Henry, were you not? Yes, yeah, this one is still at St. Henry on okay. Friday. So it's at St. Henry on Friday. JV starts at two. It is funny though that you had both state participants as your first two games. <laughs> yeah, as we as as I started to look at it, I was like, okay, well, we might just lose one. And then I looked at the districts, and they were in different districts, and they went to different regionals. And I was like, as I watched uh, and looked and and looked at that stuff, I was like, oh my goodness, they could play each other in the state championship. Which they actually, which they did, and then you nearly lost another one with Elida. Yeah, they were very successful too. 
um, you know, they went to the, the regionals, and that, that's our uh, – Elida will be our third game. The weird thing is, is I, I just had looked at your schedule. You have five teams on your schedule, the other two being Lipsick and New Bremen. That, oh, and Coldwater, too, so six, that went to at least a district final or further. Yeah, the, you know, the, 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 we do try to uh, keep our schedule extremely competitive and, um, and, and whether, whether you're playing volleyball or basketball, those two sports typically uh, translate pretty well to each other. So um, we think that, we think that our, our opponents will be tough, uh, you know, just probably just based on, you know, how good of, of athletes that they have at their school right now. You've got that massive uh, home start with the five games after St. Henry, USV, Elida, Jefferson, Van Wert, Crestview. Uh, that's, does that make it any easier thinking about going forward with a younger team of not having to go play in some of the hostile environments like you will later in the year? Um, it does. It absolutely does. We would always choose to play here at home. Um, I, I our facilities are fantastic and uh you know it's just nice to not to have to get on a bus right now and travel uh and and our first well after the first game but our next five are are at home um and and hopefully hopefully it helps us get off to a a a confident start um you know not having to go to jefferson and not having to go to crestview are 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 big things because they uh with with their their fans, they have a significant home home court advantage. Well, and it's odd how your schedule is in blocks, and I, I know why everything flips and all that. But you get those five in a row, and then seven of the next eight are away. That's that's an oddity. Then you get four more home before you kind of flip home and away for the last three games. That's that's weird how that works out, is it not? It, it is. It is. Um, and and it is. Uh, it's just kind of how it worked out. We, and, and it, it, you know, every other year right now, it, it has been, uh, you know, next year we'll go away, uh, you know, five out of the first six games and, and then be home for a while. So, um, you know, each, each, day, each year it's a little bit different. Uh, we do get into a rhythm a little bit of, of going away quite a bit in a row and, and then staying home quite a bit in a row. So, um, you know, it, you, you've got to be able to uh, adjust to both of those things. And, and I think what, once we're able, one, when we're able to do that, um, you know, it, we, we can be successful. When you look at last year versus this year, easier, I would think, to be able to go from the summer and then you have the girls' volleyball success and everything that sort of bleeds through with that to now the start of your season, not have to having to worry about quarantine or who we're going to lose for a couple of weeks. I would think that had to take a little bit of a of, uh, little bit of pressure off you. You know, we we uh, we have been fairly uh, healthy so far, which is uh, knock on wood, which is a, a, a great blessing. Um, you know, and it was nice to have a summer, uh, you know, and we, we had, they, they work extremely hard this summer, um, on getting better and improving individual skills. Um, and then we were able to go into the fall and our volleyball had a great year. 
uh, and we're, we were extremely, extremely happy for them. Uh, and then uh, we had quite a few, though, that didn't play any fall sports. So uh, we were able to work a few days a week uh, with, with some of those individuals um, that didn't play fall sports that uh, have gotten a lot better. And, uh, you know, now we're, we're getting ready to getting ready to play. And, you know, I, like I said before, I just, we're just, we're ready to play. Uh, we're ready to play somebody, somebody different other than ourselves. Um, and, uh, we're, we're looking forward to next Friday. I know the short answer to this is you don't, but how do you replace losing the NWC player of the year and a player that what she's meant to your program, like Emily's at the top of your lineup? Um, you don't, uh, you don't replace what she's done, uh, and what she's, what she meant to the program. But, uh, at the same time, you know, we collectively are going to try to, to replace her. Uh, I think we'll be a little more balanced this year because, uh, we don't have, uh, you know, the, the type of player that she was. Um, and we'll be, uh, we, we can have, you know, this year we probably can have, uh, six, six different players that might be a leading scorer for us in a game. Um, so we, uh, we collectively do that. You know, it's not going to be one individual that's going to be able to step in and take her place. Uh, but as a team, you know, that's when we try to try to uh, do it as a, as a group. I know last year, I remember seeing you guys early with Audible Glendorf that it was come out and try to be obviously good and you had an older team last year but how with those young girls making um, big shots early on how do you keep kind of their head in it and keep that momentum through what is just a massively long season um that's a that's a great question uh basketball is a very very long season um you know we are we are younger um uh, but you know we still have uh, we still had five letter runners returning from last year. Um, and you know, we've got, we've got other players that now have played in, in, uh, you know, the lots of volley, varsity volleyball games, uh, have, you know, competed in varsity track meets, you know, in, in districts and in regionals. Um, and so we, we, we're trying to draw on experience from, uh, a lot of different sports also. Uh, to to hopefully you know, alleviate some of that pressure that they may feel um, by maybe their first varsity minutes, the you know meaningful varsity minutes. So um, you know, and as far as as far as uh, it being a long season, we do have a, a pretty long break over over Christmas uh, that we will take uh, we'll take a few days off um, and just try to get everybody to relax and regroup and. You know, enjoy some time away from basketball uh, before we bring everyone back, uh, kind of back together. Probably more than anybody else, you have a different look on the season. And I mean this in the most complimentary way of thinking outside the box in terms of making the atmosphere bigger and making it more than a basketball game, making it kind of a, a community event. Do you have? Do you guys have anything planned for this year? Kind of in that vein of where you've had the band before, or to just try to make it destination viewing? Yes, we do. Um, we have we have our pet band, which 
Josh Van Gorder does a fantastic job with uh, he's them. He's okay. Uh, <laughs> we have him coming. Uh, they're coming two different times or three different times uh, for games. Um, we have our cheerleaders coming a few games. Uh, and, and my wife does a fantastic job with that. Uh, and she has little, uh, little girl cheer, uh, you know, and they, they are cheering at one of our games. Um, we will have some, uh, some of our little basketball we will allow, uh, we will, we're going to have them come to some of our, to some of our games also. So we just want to get people excited about our program, uh, invested in our program and, you know, from, from the time they are little to the time that they're seniors in high school and then after. Uh, and, and we want, we want people to kind of, uh, you know, want to come to our game. Uh, we, we've worked very hard. I think the, I think the girls deserve, um, people to come and watch them play, uh, because of how hard they, they've worked. I know that uh, I'm always proud, and I I tell everybody this. I've said from the beginning, first time we talked at Fort Jennings, that I believe you're the guy for this program because you genuinely love this school, love this community, and love this program. And I, I can't say enough good things about what you're doing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I, I do love this, love this community. I love the school. Uh, you know, where we live here, we're raising a family here. Um, and, and it is, to me, it is a pretty awesome place. Uh, and it's, it's somewhere, it's somewhere that I, I want to, you know, continue to stay and continue to build, uh, you know, this, the, this program and this school, uh, kind of for the future. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that weird opening you have next weekend in the entire season. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Michael. That's Spencerville head coach, Greg Ekes back here in just a few. The Spencerville Athletic Boosters are a 501c3 organization committed to supporting the student-athletes at Spencerville Local Schools. All donations made to the Boosters go to the athletes for new jerseys, huddle equipment, and much, much more. To learn more about the Boosters and to help our athletes succeed on the field with your generosity off the field, please visit facebook.com slash Spencerville Athletic Boosters. Or if you have questions, please contact Sean McFerrin at bearcatboosters at outlook.com. Let's go Bearcats! Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, home of the Titan Burger, and if you're really hungry, the Cow Tipper. Tony's grounds their hamburger meat each day. Each patty is fresh and never frozen and not cooked until you order it. Don't forget to add some of the great sides like French fries, pickle fries, and their great breaded mushrooms. While you're there, you can't forget to get some of their great ice cream, ice cream treats, and frozen yogurt. Tony's on Main Street in Ottawa, making burger history since 1962. That's pretty much it for the show this week. A big, big thank you to the uh, five coaches and Adam Huber, Greg Ekus, John Burke, Michelle Leach, and Troy Yant for talking about their seasons. You can hear every one of those teams. I'm excited to uh, cover them between uh, K94 and uh, WCOQ Radio and Z Sports Live and Z Sports 3 all year long. I've got, uh, as I sit and tape this, actually two of the coaches in Adam Huber and uh, John Burke in uh, just a few minutes, but See kind of how that goes. Uh, that game uh, will be done by the time that you hear this, but you can check out Twitter at Michael Hearn PVP, and I'll tell you all about how that went. Thanks for listening. We've got a boys basketball preview. Keith Udendorf and more. He keeps coming back. So that's next week here on Around the Hearn.
We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.